Some also want to make this a natalist policy where you're trying to incentivize people to have kids. I think that's a bit terrible idea. They should be doing that at their own fruition, not based on taxes. And, and the people who would make that incentive of $2,000 or $3,000 with child tax credit to have kids are probably not the ones that I think these, these people who want to do this to have the kids because many of them are already in poverty on safety nets and everything else. And then you'll have more people on Hello, welcome to this week's economy. This is episode 44. I'm your host, Dr. Vance Gann. Thank you for joining me again today. We've got a lot to talk about again this week. It's been a busy week, and so let's get right to it. The first thing that I want to mention is this was an excellent speech by Argentina President Javier Malay, where he basically took down the World Economic Forum and said, look, we need to get back to free market capitalism, which is the best path to prosperity compared to the collectivism, the socialism that is, is, is really infiltrating the world, not only in the undeveloped world, but also the developed world. And if we don't get away from this, we're going to see more poverty, more starvation, higher inflation and everything else across the globe. And he has something to point at, which is Argentina, his home, where he just became president and is making some some great reforms of removing regulations, cutting taxes, cutting government spending, reducing the number of government agencies by half. I wish that we had someone running for president right now who would make these same calls, even not if you're not even a president, if you're a governor. Or if you're in leadership anywhere, you should be wanting to do these sort of things as well. We need some key reforms to government to really get government out of the way to do what? To let people prosper. And so that's what we need right now. And so I'm glad to see that Javier Malay did this. I'm going to put the whole video underneath the paywall. So please go out and get a subscription to my Substack at bantskin.substack.com. Only $50 a year, not a big, not a big expense. So please do that and you'll get um, the full video there as well. We also had the Iowa caucus this week, which was really important for the GOP presidential race. President Trump won with about 51% of the overall votes there. And you had Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, come in second. And former governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley, came in third. And then Vivek Ramaswamy came in fourth. He also ended up dropping out after that. I thought he brought a lot of fire and potential to this race. A lot of key ideas that were new ideas, thinking outside the box. We can't just think inside the boxes of government, what they put us in. We've got to think outside the box. And I thought I did a lot of good at that. He did come out and support or endorse President Trump for, for the candidacy and basically call for DeSantis and Haley to drop out. I hope they don't. I think this will continue to push uh, the, the GOP forward with hopefully some better ideas of spending restraint, lower taxes, less regulation, and getting government out of the way as much as possible. I am concerned about some things, like I've mentioned before, about if Trump was the president again, with he's already called for a 10% increase in tariffs, tariff rate, I should say, uh, not even an increase, but just a, a across the board, 10% tariffs. I think that's a bad idea. We should should be moving to more free trade, especially with our allies across the globe, instead of putting in trade protectionist measures that will cost Americans more for the things that we buy. They will slow down the economy and do a lot of other harmful things to our growth. Instead, we should be thinking about reducing costs, right? What can we do here in America instead of blaming the other people? Remember, I say if you have one finger pointing to someone else. You've got three more fingers that are pointing back at you. We should be doing more here in America to make things more profitable, 
people, less costly to do, to, to, to build things, to make things, to provide jobs. And, and that will help us from having to depend on other countries. I don't think that we should ever be in a situation where we're not going to have some sort of trade with other countries. That's just not a good idea if you look at human history uh, and, and economics. Um, and so let's find a way to do that instead of making these trade wars and everything else happen. There also was some news out of Congress this week. There was a, a potentially a budget deal. We'll see if that actually comes to fruition. I guess that was in the previous week as well. There was a lot of talk about that. So we'll see how that works out as the spending deadline is, is coming up actually today on January 19th for one of those. So my guess is that they'll punt this. They'll kick the can down the road for a little longer. It looks like until March and then we'll go at it again. We really need some good spending restraint and measures take place. And that's not what Congress seems to be up to or nor the Biden administration. There's also a tax package that looks to be a bipartisan deal of about $78 billion, including the costly expansion of the child tax credit and business tax breaks. Look, there's some discussion that's been happening here recently on, on X, formerly known as Twitter, and other places where I'm calling for, instead of expanding the child tax credit, we should be getting rid of it. I mean, what we really want, and it's again, thinking outside the box here, we want the flat tax rate, whether it's income or sales tax, and we want it to have as few distortions, uh, exemptions, deductions, all of that, but so that we can have the lowest rate possible. And when and if you have a child tax credit that's supposedly supposed to help even out the, the, the family sizes and so that we have families of, of a larger side with more kids will have a larger amount exempted from how much is going to be paid in taxes. I get all that. Some also want to make this a natalist policy where you're trying to incentivize people to have kids. I think that's a bit terrible idea. They should be doing that at their own fruition, not based on taxes. And, and the people who would make that incentive of $2,000 or $3,000 with child tax credit to have kids are probably not the ones that I think these, these people who want to do this to have the kids because many of them are are already in poverty on safety nets and everything else, and then you'll have more people on poverty. I, I want people to have more kids. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think government should be in the have the job of socially engineering people's decisions, and that's what a child tax credit is. And so, I would like to see that take removed and or at least reduced, not increased from where it is today. There are some good things on the business side of things where the full expensing, whenever they buy something, an investment, they can expense it then instead of having to um, amortize it over time for your taxes. I think that's a good idea because that provides more incentive to invest today. There are some other things like R&D tax credits and other tax credits, which I just don't think are needed. I'd rather see lower taxes overall. And at the end of the day, I'd like to see no corporate income tax. Because remember, businesses submit taxes, they don't pay taxes, people pay taxes, whether it's employees or the employers or consumers, we all pay for it through higher prices, lower wages, fewer jobs, and less profitability, and shareholders lose out on it too. So all these things will influence that a lot. So we'll see what happens with all that. I also wanted to bring up the chart of the century that's been put out there by Mark J. Perry at AEI for a number of years now, which basically shows the prices of different um, things like healthcare, hospital visits, education, text, college textbooks, all this stuff. And it's interesting because the things that have went up since he started doing this really show that basically you have a huge increase. And he started doing it in 2000. That's where it starts this. The more unaffordable thing, more expensive things are all things that are controlled by government influence, whether it's housing, food and beverage, other things. You know, Those are all above the overall inflation rate. And you also see things that are more affordable, like new cars, toys, TVs. Those are all things that have less government intervention in them overall. And so I think that is also another good indicator that we need less government, not more government in the overall economy. So be sure to check that one out as, as well. 
well. There was also a good study that was put out by Epic, a good group by Paul Winfrey, who has been on the Let People Prosper show. And what they show is that while baby boomers are not working as the largest decline in workers, they really look at the, the labor force and say, where are all these people going? The next largest decline is by those 20 to 24 years old. Adults without kids have the largest decline among workers. These are troubling stats as people choose safety net programs or living with others instead of getting the experience, productivity, respect, and dignity that comes from work. Paul Winfrey's colleague, Rachel Gresler, she found that if employment population ratio were the same today as it was before the pandemic, there would be 2.6 million more people would be employed. And the, the main dropout of this has been those without children. And I think this is a, a costly thing here. Of course, the, the biggest reduction has been those that are 65 and plus. I think a lot of them retired and things of that nature after the pandemic or went on, or went on disability. And so those are things we really need to look at. So be sure to check out this. I'll be sure to put it in the show notes page as well. In state news, there was something that came out of Texas where Texas announced the approval of Texas' request to extend postpartum Medicaid and CHIP coverage to 12 months. This was something that was passed in 2023 by Texas. They had to get a waiver clearance by the Biden administration. They recently did that. And so Governor Greg Abbott was championing this. And basically, you know, of course, the progressive Biden administration approved this government expansion. It was a bad law that will have long-term consequences for women, babies, taxpayers, and, and Texas overall. The focus instead should be getting people out of poverty by reducing the size and scope of government instead of expanding it. That's what we've seen for people that have been on Medicaid for many years is that they don't get very good quality care at a very high cost. There are better ways to do this. So there's a reason that Texas has and expand in Medicaid. It's the right thing to do. It's very costly and, and it doesn't help people as returns from it are, are terrible. There's a better way than what's politically expedient in this case. And so I think what, what should have been done instead is find ways to get people out of poverty, expanding opportunity, um, reducing government spending, lowering taxes. This is the way that really Texas can help families across the state. And this is another attempt at social engineering to some extent, right? Let's not make this about how much government can provide because government should be the last resort, not the first resort resort and what's going on. And too often, even in Texas, we're trying to make it the first resort. And that is a costly mistake. Other things that were going on is that there was no blackouts from the grid issues in Texas during this current winter storm. It's, it's warming up now in Texas, but it was like lows of 13, 14 over the last week. So I'm glad to see that this happened. We still need market-based reforms to remove government handouts to any energy source. So free market prices, direct scarce resources instead of government-directed activity. I don't care if it's fossil fuels, oil, gas, um, nuclear, wind and solar. None of these need tax breaks or subsidies. Let the market work instead and let's see what happens. If you don't do that, we're going to be heading in the wrong direction. And we've seen that out of Germany and other places. Let's let's not fall for that. And ERCOT needs, still needs reforms. I mean, look, they did some band-aids over the last couple of years and maybe those have helped some, but the pricing mechanism will be the best way to do this and unleashing the economy and the energy market will be the best way forward. There was also an excellent polling that was done out of uh, the Cardinal Institute in West Virginia on how people feel in West Virginia about the current economy, labor market, safety nets, and what to do about it. What they said ultimately is that people don't want to be in poverty, but too many government policies keep them in it. And that's what we found in so many places. It is one reason why I keep working on poverty relief initiatives, because we've got to find ways to get people out of poverty. And it's not by more government intervention. In other news, my media hits um, was on Texas Talks podcast, where we discussed many issues influencing the lives and livelihoods of Texans and all Americans. Great podcast. Go check that out. The last Let People Prosper episode with Michael Cannon of Cato Institute was on improving health care affordability, access 
accessibility and quality. Don't miss that. Um, I also had a bonus LPP episode with Brian Fiedler of the South Carolina Policy Council to discuss the South Carolina Sustainable Budget. We're also updating the Sustainable Budget Project at ATR, America for Tax Reform. You can find that at atr.org forward slash budget project. And the upcoming Let People Prosper episode on Monday will be with Matt Mitchell of the Fraser Institute on economic freedom and historic rise of prosperity in Estonia. And so I think you don't want to miss those. They're going to be another great discussion that we're going to have there. The quote of the week is by Milton Friedman, the GOAT. Underlying most arguments against the free market is a lack of belief in freedom itself. And we're seeing that in so many different areas from the left and the right. We've got to get back to where freedom is really what is all about. And finally, the last but certainly not least, the Bible verse of the week. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. I hope that you're sowing generously so that we can prosper more, and, and we've got a lot to do and continue to talk about, and I hope that you'll go and give me a five-star rating. Subscribe to my Let People Prosper newsletter at vanceskin.substack.com and subscribe wherever you get your podcast and share it with your family and friends. God bless you and your family. And until next time, let people prosper.